This is Get More Done, a You Can Book Me podcast. I'm your host, Ben Dugavage. Each month, You Can Book Me helps millions of people save time. Because of this, we wanted to explore other aspects of productivity and celebrate the folks that are doing more with less. Every episode, we will talk with entrepreneurs, CEOs, managers, and business leaders about how they are using automation, building systems to scale, and helping their teams get more done. On this episode, I sat down with Ty Goodwin. Ty is the founder and CEO of That Marketing Team, a non-traditional digital agency that helps women entrepreneurs build online empires that create generational wealth. Ty is also the author of Girlfriend, It's Your Time, a practical guide to help women break free, break out, and break through from self-sabotage and self-doubt. Enjoy. Awesome. Welcome back to Get More Done, uh, the podcast all about productivity. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Ty Goodwin, the CEO and founder of That Marketing Team. So Ty, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Ben. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, pumped to dig into everything that you've been working on. What you might not know is we start all of these conversations with a quick icebreaker. And this is just to break the nerves up, get you a bit comfortable. And one of one of the questions this week, since you've always been a very fashionable person, I wanted to know if there was any any of a fashion trend, like the worst fashion trend you ever embraced in in the past. Oh my gosh, that I embraced. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Here you go. So back in college, I had this fascination with like house music. So somewhere in the universe, there was a picture of me floating around with a box haircut, bright Ronald McDonald red shade, baggy pants, Doc Martens, and like one of those multicolored shirts. I hope nobody ever finds that picture. It was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I, I want to find that picture. That'd be great. I'll frame it and blow it up. It'd be awesome. It's It's iconic, I bet, now if we look back on it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's scary. It's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The past is always unkind when we look back sometimes, but that's that's awesome. Sometimes it is. Yeah. So so great. Uh I'd love to learn a little bit more about, you know, that marketing team and in your role as a CEO. Uh, sure. So we are a digital marketing agency and we're not a traditional digital marketing agency. I want to make that clear. Um a lot of digital marketing agencies thrive on churn, right? They expect their customers to leave in like 3 months or 4 months. Uh, we really like to partner with our clients. Our vision is to be the machine behind the message for women entrepreneurs who are building seven and eight figure brands. And so we are all about helping them get the visibility, get the connections so that they can have more impact, more influence and more income. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, you know, with folks that you're working with, they might be already established and kind of thriving in their businesses or maybe need a little bit of help. But do you have any any advice with somebody just starting out, getting started with the whole marketing piece and the digital marketing? Oh, my gosh. You know, Ben, we could do a whole separate conversation on that. I think the first thing I would say is be consistent. You know, when I started my business, I was a single mom. Um, I worked a full time job. And I was working from home, so I couldn't go out and network. I didn't have that opportunity. I was consistent on Facebook and LinkedIn, and it literally built my business because I was showing up every day, delivering value, 
making connections and I connected with everybody. I mean, I used to teach fifth grade. I connected with like my old fifth grade students. I reached out to everybody and I was consistent and that really allowed me to build my business. Yeah, that that I think that commitment to showing up every day and being consistent and putting it all in, I think that's that's the important important groundwork there. As you're as you're helping your your clients and you're talking about these machines that, you know, you know are behind the scenes. What are some of like the the marketing automation must haves that that you've seen people be successful with? Uh, well, first I have to say, marketing automation isn't something that you just jump into. People hear it and like, oh my gosh, automation means I'm never going to have to do any marketing. Not quite, <laughs> right? It's about simplifying things so that you can focus on like the heavy pieces that are going to move things in your business. And so um, the base of good marketing automation is having a good CRM, having a really good platform that grows with your business. It doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles now, but how can it grow as you build your business? So once you've got a really good system, it becomes a lot easier for you to actually grow and scale because you can then plan for how you're going to take your marketing to the next level. Yeah. So starting with something maybe introductory just to get your feet wet and figure things out with like the the email side or the CRM side. That's great. Speaking of like your your clients that you've worked with, what have been some successes that they've been able to do with the help of that marketing team? Oh, wow. Great question. Um, so we do a few things to serve our clients. One of the things we do outside of helping them set up their marketing automation and write their emails is we build quizzes. We build online quizzes um, that help them generate leads like really fast. And one of our clients was in the e-commerce space and we helped her grow her email list. The first, like one of the first quizzes that we built for her, the results of those quiz, the results of that quiz and the um, emails that followed up generated about $23,000 in sales over a two week period of time. And this was for somebody who was in eyelashes, right? And I tell this story because it's funny. And, I, and here's the other thing. It was during the pandemic. She started the business in February of 2020. By the end of the year, she was a seven-figure business on Shark Tank nice. the next year, right? <laughs> um, but, and this, and the funny thing, man, is it was her part-time job. She's a certified ophthalmologist. Like, she's an eye surgeon. And this eyelash business was her part-time gig. Yeah. And it turned into a seven-figure business. But we like seeing those results in the e-commerce space. And then on the other side of our marketing, you know, we've got clients who we are helping them be more visible out there. So they're getting more speaking engagements. Um, one of my favorite clients is Precious the Killer Pitch Master Williams. And I always smile when I say her name. She's got an amazing story. But in three years, she went from being homeless to being a speaker at Harvard University. All right. And she was somebody that came through our entire program. She was coaching with us and then she hired us, you know, to build her quiz. She wrote a book. It was in Forbes that she hired us to build another quiz. And now we actually run all of her marketing. So when I talk about us not being a traditional agency, I like to help my clients move through the entire process of their business. One of my clients called me her vision midwife. And I <laughs> yes. love that name, right? We are, we, we literally are helping you give birth to your vision with all the marketing stuff that you don't want to do. <laughs> yes. No, those tra transformations sound incredible. And I mean, the ophthalmologist going to eyelashes, just a little adjacent from the actual eyeball. I dig it though. I dig it. Going on Shark Tank too. And, and Precious's story sounds amazing. That 
I mean, that transformation and growing with, with you as a partner sounds, sounds awesome. So, you know, tying back to everything that you're doing for, for female entrepreneurs now and, and your book the, that you've written in the past, Girlfriend, It's Your Time, that basically helps everybody find their purpose and break th- free of that negative talk. So what are some ways you teach people how to, how to do this, how to break out of the, that negative internal dialogue? Oh, wow. I love that question. It's a lot of internal work. And I would say a lot of people avoid doing it, you know, like we kind of sit and we, you know, the internal dialogue, it's all the time. It's there all the time. And if you don't talk back to it, so that's number one, learn to talk back to it and learn to question it. Now, there's a book by Byron Katie I read a long time ago, um, and it talks about, is it really true? Right. So a lot of times that people are coming into the space and they're starting a business, it's like, well, nobody's going to pay for that. Well, is that really true? Right. Nobody's going to, you know, want to buy this from me. Is that really true? How do you know? Have you asked everybody, right, to really say that nobody will do it? So it, for me, uh, it really became a lot of me talking back to those doubts and those things that were kind of coming into, you know, my space. One of the things I grew up with all the time is when we would see people in our community that would like do really well you would hear people say, well, who does she think she is? And I know there's a lot of other people that have had that same experience. They see somebody doing well and the culture or the people around you, she thinks she's this. So who does she think she is? And that plagued me for so long because I didn't want to be great, right? I didn't want to step up and step out because I didn't want people to have that attitude about who I was. And I started to talk back to her, said, no, it's not who I think I am. I know that I am powerful. I know that, you know, the universe and um, the divine support my highest good at every step. I know. And until I started talking back to that little voice, it was, it was hard, you know, so, but you practice it. And I always say practice makes profit. So you practice talking back to those negative thoughts, those negative, you know, voices, those little things that stick in your, your head that keep you from moving forward. You learn to talk back to them. And that's probably been one of the biggest things that has helped me grow um, over the years. Yeah. And it ties back to that consistency of just being your own cheerleader and your, and your own advocate. And it, it can be difficult sometimes because as an, as an entrepreneur, especially just starting out, it can be quite, quite isolating. And, you know, you see your friends doing all this fun stuff and you're like, well, I'm, I'm working in this business and I'm figuring this out. And then it's gnawing at you all the time. So just putting that to rest and talking back to those, those little voice in your head. I think that that's very, very insightful. So tell us a little bit more about, um, about like the, the work that you've been doing with your clients of how they've been able to, to work less and profit more, right? Cause you talked a little bit about email and, you know, the power of an email list and growing that and tying that into like e-commerce profits. But what are some other things that, that your folks are able to do now with, with less work? Oh, one of the things is raise their rates, you know, and that's part is a combination of really understanding who your audience is, recognizing the value of your offer, and then really working on that internal confidence to believe that people will pay you for the value that you deliver. Um, you know, one of our clients, we helped her raise her rates on an um, offer that she had. She raised it from $497 to $1297 and sold out, right? So we did the math. I think it was like a 400% increase, you know, from, you know, one thing to the next. Um, and she sold out at that level. And she never thought that was possible. But again, having the right mindset and being consistent and showing up, it made all the difference in her business when she decided to raise her rate and show up like a boss. And that's one of the things we always say, you know, be brilliant, be bankable and show up like a boss in your business. Other clients are getting a lot of clarity. And clarity goes a long way when it comes to thinking about like, 
How do you even present your business out there to the world? We call it a brand promise. Other places call it your USP. But we've seen people come in so cluttered with, I want to serve everybody. Or my favorite are the health coaches. We want, we want to help people lose weight. Well, who do you want to help lose weight? Everybody. Everybody needs this. Yeah, but can you market to everybody? Well, well, no, <laughs> right? So let's dial that back. And we've seen people transform simply because we've helped them get the clarity around who you serve. Um, a quick example, we did this in a challenge that we were just doing. And one of the people, she is in the health industry and she was focusing on weight loss, but we helped her narrow down to moms who are trying to lose that baby weight so they can get their sexy back, right? Yeah. Now, that's a huge change from just, we want to help people lose weight and feel good. There's a lot of people who want to lose weight and feel good, but never do anything about it because there's no reason to. But now when you talk to new moms who want to lose that last bit of baby weight so they can you know, get their sexy back on, they're motivated to do it. They want to have fun doing it. So helping people get clarity around their language has made huge shifts for our clients because now they're better able to connect with their audience. They're better able to position themselves as a leader in the industry. And then they don't have to work so hard because now people are coming to them. And that's an example of being able to work less and profit more because your message is attracting all the people that you need to. Yeah, that makes makes total sense. And the, the simple lever of just upping your price and saying, you know, now my rate is doubled and then like that's instant income. And there might be some clients that you don't get to work with anymore and that's fine. And then that other the other piece of that is clarifying your your message because what what's the saying? Uh, niches make riches, right? If you can get it <laughs> get it kind of scoped down, and then that message can be more personalized to the, that audience instead of boiling the ocean and trying to say, "Hey, everyone, be like these are just the people," and we can be more intimate with uh, the communication and just that understanding of that audience. It makes it makes total sense. Um, and it's awesome to see that you know you 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 get to be involved in all of that you know from from every aspect of somebody coming in and really partnering with people. It's really really great to see. So let's take a moment and talk about like your your growth of your business. What have been the most rewarding parts of you scaling that up? Because you said you know you started at as a part time, being a single mom, working a full time job, and just scaling scaling this business up. So what has been the most rewarding piece of that? Oh wow. Um... I think the most rewarding piece has been my daughter um, because she's the reason I started my business in the first place. Um, I dipped my toe into being an entrepreneur because I did not want to work outside of the home when she was born. Like that was my ultimate like plan. Didn't quite work out that way. And I ended up launching while working or as I call us employedpreneurs at the time. But that was a little, you know, that little nudge like motivated me. And then I always had a side business. Um, my last run of this, I've been happily unemployed for three and a half years. <laughs> and so getting to this place where, you know, you know, we hit a hundred thousand dollars, you know, in book business for a month was like amazing. Um, getting to a place where we were bringing in, you know, twenty thousand, twenty five thousand dollars a month in cash, and that becomes a new normal, right? And I remember all the way back when I was first starting out, and I was like eking by to get like that first five thousand dollars a month. Oh my gosh, am I going to be able to pay this and do this? And so when I think about those milestones, it means a lot. Not just because of the money. I want to make that clear. It's because of what I learned to do, right? Because once you learn that skill, once you learn how to make money as an entrepreneur, you can do it again. If something happens tomorrow and Facebook wipes everything out, I've got this skill set 
And I could do it again if I needed to. And that confidence is priceless, right? I have this skill set. I can now repeat it and do it again. Game on. Let's play. Yeah. Absolutely. And and those those wins along the way have to be celebrated too, because as you mentioned, it's like you, you're coming from a certain starting point and you're like the vision of what you have and getting that clarity and what you're going for, it's not really fleshed out yet and you have to just stack all those wins up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any any advice for, you know, folks that may be thinking about starting a business and, and going that entrepreneurial route as you've done and you're helping other people do, any any bits words of wisdom for them as they're getting, you know, thinking about dip, dipping their toe in and being the the uh, what did you call it? Employee um, employer entrepreneur? Employed employed entrepreneur and employed entrepreneur. Yes, I love that. <laughs> um yeah. Some advice I would say is Make sure you have a profitable problem. There's a lot of people right now because the barrier of entry to starting a business is kind of low, right? And internet, Etsy, Shopify, all these things, Facebook make people think, hey, I know how to do X, Y, and Z. So I'm just going to start a business and then people will pay me because they'll see my Facebook posts and my TikToks and they'll think I'm amazing. No, (laughs) it doesn't happen that way. And the first thing that I tell my clients or when people come to work with me is we help them get clear, what is the problem that you solve? And it has to be a problem that people are willing and able to pay for. So if you've got a problem, but you don't have people that are willing and able to pay for it, you've got a hobby. And I'll add this piece in, if you've got people that have a problem, but they aren't willing and able to pay you, they're not your ideal client. Because that's another thing. People think that everybody's their ideal client. Or I hear people say, well, my ideal client can't afford me. By definition, your ideal client must be able to pay you. Right? So those are the uh, two things I would say. Make sure you have a profitable problem. Take the skills that you have and apply it to a problem that people are willing and able to pay you for. And you've got business all day long. Now you just need to learn how to market it, and that's where I come in. Yeah, you, you and the team, right? That that's great. That you take that take that that's off of right. people's people's plate, so they can focus on anything else that they want to do. And and coupled with that, you know, we talked briefly just on the power of email marketing. So tell me a little bit about how how folks are are leveraging that to to its full potential, because you know people may think that email is dead, right? When you have all these social networks and everything happening, that that email is kind of the old, old way of, of selling and, and getting in front of folks. But I'm sure that's not the case, right? Because you're growing your email list for your clients and helping them, helping them scale those, uh, the correspondence up. Oh my gosh. This is like one of my favorite topics, Ben. So, you know, if I, if I like get too intense, like just, just, just let me know. But yeah, people will say email marketing is dead and people don't read email. And that's not true. Marketers, we look at statistics all the time. Over 60% of entrepreneurs and small businesses still use email marketing as the number one way to acquire new customers and retain new customers, right? So it's not dead. And the smart businesses who really understand marketing understand the power of email marketing. And I'm going to give you this, the share this little insight with folks because people might not get this if they don't, if nobody's ever told them this. So a lot of people think that when people send a lot of emails, it's because we want you to open every single email. We know that most people are not going to open every single email. We know that. What we really want is you to see our name in your inbox over and over and over again. Because when you see my name in your inbox, at some point, you're, you're going to say, what is she talking about? Or you're going to see a subject line that really resonates with you and you're going to open it. Or when you finally have that problem and it's really, really bugging you and you need to solve it, 
whose name is going to be top of mind? The one you've been seeing over and over and over again in your inbox. Not the person who emailed you once a month and you completely forgot while you're on their list. So we know that as marketers. And that's the whole goal. We just want you to see our name. It's kind of like commercials. And I use this example all the time. I don't watch a lot of regular TV because I hate commercials, but we do watch football on Sunday. And because I know you're in Minnesota, I'm going to say go Vikings, even though I'm in Tampa Bay. Right. But here's the deal. When you watch those, you watch like the, you know, the football games or anything on TV. How many commercials do you see over and over and over again? Like, didn't we just see this commercial? Like they just show this again. Why? Because they want it to stick in your mind. That's it. We may we know you might not need this for six months. You might not need it for a year, but if we show it to you long enough, it's going to be top of mind so that when you do make a decision, guess who you're going to go to, what's most familiar to you. And it's the same thing with email marketing. So build your email list. The other reason you want to do that is because when Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and all of those change their policies or go down, or the reality is you have no control over those relationships, guess what? We have more control over our emails. We have more control over those people in our CRM where we've got phone numbers and we can reach out to them. And you want to have ownership of those relationships aside from any platform who could change their mind at the drop of a dime. Or what I say is you're always subject to like the Facebook algorithm gods or the LinkedIn algorithm gods trying to figure it out. But if you've got an email, I have a touch point and, con- and a connection point that no matter what happens, we're good. Yeah, owning owning the audience is important because then it's platform agnostic and it's your your list and you can do with it what you will. Now, a question I always have with like the email side of things is how how do you generate you know content to to come out you know because I assume when you're saying an email's over and over again, there's multiple emails within the funnel. Um, so how do you how do you help your your clients come up just with the content that's going to be in those emails? Oh, that's my jam. So we love creating content. Actually, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be a teacher because I wanted to create like worksheets and content all the time, like straight up. <laughs> that was it. Um, and now we get to do that same thing with email. But you know what? It's really simple, man. It's questions. It's questions. My background is in instructional design, in instructional design for online learning and all that kind of good stuff. And what I did at companies like, you know, Barnes and Noble and a couple of other companies that I worked for is that I would work with subject matter experts and I would literally interview them to take the knowledge out of their head. And I would ask them all kinds of questions to get the content to go create training modules and training programs. And it's the same thing with marketing. What are all the questions that your audience needs to know? And of course, you're going to base that on the customer, you know, life cycle, right? That's a whole other term um, that your audience might be familiar with. If not, make sure you take a look at that. What is your customer's life cycle? And then figure out what questions they have along the way. And then just write content that answers those questions. And then sprinkle in your stories, right? Stories about you and your, you know, personally. It doesn't have to be like super like personal, but you want to give people some personality so that they know who to connect with. Then sprinkle in some testimonials and social proof. And then sprinkle, sprinkle in some fun stuff. With that, you're going to have a bevy. You're going to have so much, so many ideas that you can use for your email marketing. You're going to be blown away. Just sit down and brainstorm using those four things. Get the questions that your audience has. Get the stories that you want to tell about you to be personable. 
some social proof and testimonials, and there's just some fun, entertaining things, and you'll be fine. Yeah, sprinkle that all into the success stew, if you will, right? Like it's all all in there, all part of it. <laughs> I love it. And you know, you talked a bit about like the the email automation and and setting all up those funnels and stuff. And I'm sure you know that saves your team a ton of time, and it also saves your clients a ton of time. But what are some some other other ways that you yourself stay organized? And any productivity hacks that, you know, you want to share? <laughs> yeah, my biggest productivity hack was hiring an operations manager. Delegation, <laughs> Honestly, yes. That was like my, oh my gosh, yes, because, you know, no, we, we cannot do it all. Um, so that's been one of the biggest ways. And um, that's why we do what we do, because my clients need to hire out because they don't have the bandwidth. We say no time, no tech, no team, no problem. Right. So that's one of the things. Um, some of the other things that we've done that I've done to you know, stay organized is make sure we're documenting things um, with standard operating procedures or called SOPs. Um, and even in our coaching program, we have a coaching program called the Liberated CEO, right, where we actually teach people how to automate things so they can have more freedom. But we give them a, a SOP every single month. So now it's not just, oh, I'll do this when I feel like it or when I remember to. It's OK. Month one, here's what you need to do. Right. Week two, here's what you need to do. But getting those things standardized makes it easier for you to implement them. But it also makes it easier for you to hand off to someone else because it's documented. Yeah. Um, another small thing, if you're just starting out, is that you want to get into the um, to the habit of automating your your social media. Right. So posting on different platforms, use something that can automate it and post it for you. And then you go back and then you work on the relationship piece, but have something that automates your content so that it's out there. You're visible. People are able to find you and see you. And that's something that will save you a lot of time. Yeah, I think the documentation for a delegation can't be understated because, you know, having the plan of when you're bringing somebody on, this is what you need to do and this is how it's going to be measured. And it's really cool that you offer that to your clients of saying, you know, this is the roadmap. Step one, you're doing this. Step two, you're doing that. And the piece with social media, I think, you know, you can't be everywhere at once. So having some sort of mechanism to broadcast those messages. And I love how you say, then you can own the relationship and then, you know, comment and, and be able to be involved once the posts are all out there. That's really, really awesome. So so what's next for you? What uh, what are you excited about? Wow. Oh, goodness. I'm excited about growth. So I'm Somehow, I've managed to get myself enrolled into this um, Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program. And oh my gosh, it's it's amazing. It's a lot of work, probably the most work I've ever done actually on my business. But we're just talking about growth. And they keep saying, grow bigger and have this big idea. And so I'm really excited now about being able to expand beyond the work that we do with coaches and consultants and looking at some new partnerships to dive into a new industry, delivering the same kind of services. And so when you think about the kind of growth, like, you know, I'm like, oh, let me get to like, you know, a $50,000 a month. And they're like, but you can go bigger. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And so now it's got us taking, like we just did, and I'm talking about this because we just turned in projections for the next five years. And so it's like, okay, what do we need to do to build this business to a $5 million business in the next five years? Then I started out my career as a AmeriCorps worker and a school teacher. I never would have thought I would be sitting here thinking about, okay, this is how we can grow our business to $5 million a year. What? Never would have thought that was anything that I would be thinking about. So I'm excited about that because it's a journey, right? It's it's full of mistakes I'm going to make. It's full of things I'm going to learn. It's full of people I'm going to connect to. And it's full of opportunities to serve more people 
And I just can't wait to see how we make it happen. Yeah, that that kind of gives you that tingly feeling of what what a possibility could be. And you're like, this is where we're starting out now. And, uh-huh. you know, tying back in for that, that negative, negative self-doubt is like, just squash that and be like, just focus on where that's going to be with that gratitude. Like it's already happened, right? Like that's, that's awesome. Um, so where, where can folks go to, to learn a little bit more about everything that, that you're working on? Um, yeah. So our website is that marketing team.com. You can find us there. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at Ty Goodwin. You can look me up there. Um, we've got a lot of activity, a lot of visibility there. And we're also on LinkedIn. Uh, we've got a presence there as well. So Ty Goodwin, Google me. You'll find a whole bunch of stuff. Hopefully you won't find that picture I mentioned in the beginning, (laughs) right? But you'll find a whole bunch of stuff like articles and all that kind of good stuff. And then otherwise just visit thatmarketingteam.com. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be sure to put that in the show notes and, and on the blog post to, to really promote you because it's exciting to see, you know, that you built up this this business and you're only just beginning to to scale and, and grow. So it's awesome, awesome to see and you're empowering women entrepreneurs every day and it's it's really great. So Ty, thank thanks so much for, for your time today. It was really great to catch up with you. Hope you have a good rest of your day and you stay stay cool down there in, in Tampa. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. It was such a pleasure to reconnect with you. And I can't wait um, to share this with your audience. All right. Great, Ty. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Get More Done. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can visit getmoredone.youcanbook.me. Reach out to us on Twitter at youcanbookme or visit us on the forum, forum.youcanbook.me. I'll catch you on the next episode. Cheers.